Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 app. You guys are not doing any pass blocking. You're just stepping aside and letting them walk in. Pop, 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 pop. That's what I want. All of you around that ball. What's wrong with y'all? Don't put like some little girls. Y'all like y'all never play football before. Because of nothing. You hear me? They breathe just like we do. Yes, they sweat just like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit him. Okay, then let's play. But that's cheating us too. That gives us two. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Bro Show. I am Rob Bro. I am the host of this year's program. You are the co-host. You can text in 806-855-3712. We'll continue the conversations we were having on the Raiderland. Talk some Texas Tech basketball. We'll also talk about uh, everything else going on in the sports world. NFL playoffs this weekend, the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to try to uh, make tackling illegal in the NFL because of some injuries and more. Let's do it all today. We can power rank anything else as well because it's power ranking Thursday. Send me some random power rankings. I will react to your power rankings. Uh, and just because today is today, we'll also invite you to send me things to Power Rank, and I'll try my best. Generally, I just want you to send me things that you Power Rank yourself, and then I will discuss. But today, we will allow Power Rank topics, and I will try to give you some Power Rankings as well. We'll obviously get to the Big 12 Power Rankings Gross. We'll also power rank maybe some matchups in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. We can look forward to Lady Raiders basketball. They play Baylor this weekend, trying to get back to 500 in Big 12 play. They are 3-4. and four. Uh, Off this midweek, so they'll have plenty of rest going into this weekend against Baylor. And it is a huge matchup for the Lady Raiders. Uh, not only because it's just a big Big 12 matchup uh, between the Lady Raiders who want to be at the top of the conference and a Baylor squad that has been at the top of the conference for many seasons. It's not the best Baylor team that they've seen lately, but certainly one of the better teams in the Big 12 across the last decade. And would be a huge home win. Oh, by the way, 30-year reunion for the national championship team and Lady Raiders across the generations, across the decades, coming to enjoy Lady Raider basketball this weekend. So that's going to be a great home atmosphere for those Lady Raiders Saturday afternoon against Baylor. 
Uh, maybe we can power rank Coach Gerlich's boots. Uh, we could we could power rank her inbounds plays. They've been very good. We could power rank their offense after a timeout. It's been very good. Something we don't see in men's basketball very much. At least with Texas Tech. All right, we can also talk about uh, anything you want to talk about. Just text it in, 806-855-3712 here in the Arctic Air Studios. It was pretty Arctic this morning. Uh, like 20 degrees. When I was trying to get outside this morning, I went back in my uh, hole like a groundhog, waited for uh, a couple of more minutes before I ventured out, let the ice melt naturally. I, I can do that. I probably shouldn't, but I can. All right. Let's get into Texas Tech basketball. Let's just rip off the Band-Aid. Texas Tech basketball. Uh, we talked about it last night of the gambling gauchos, people's post-game on the Twitter spaces, people venting. We went over an hour taking comments, questions, and concerns, mostly concerns on this Texas Tech basketball team. Not a lot going on in the positive realm for Texas Tech basketball. They're not 0 and 8 and if I was power ranking the losses so far for Texas Tech basketball as maybe least impactful to most impactful or least uh, detrimental to most detrimental, this West Virginia loss would be at the top of the list. It was the worst loss of the year in Big 12 play. Iowa State beat you by more points, but this West Virginia loss... To a team who has not won on the road in Big 12 play in 700 plus days. The calendar read February 2021. Again, the year of our Lord 2021. The last time this West Virginia program won a Big 12 game outside of Morgantown. By God, West Virginia. And Texas Tech lost at home. They started on an 8-0 run and from that point got beat by 23. To West Virginia. A 15-point victory. And Texas Tech was not even competitive in the final 10 minutes. West Virginia grounds you down to a pulp, to a dust. About a billion times on this radio station over the last six years, I've said the phrase, the tougher team wins in the Big 12. Texas Tech basketball is not tougher than anybody, apparently. 0-8. A program that has prided itself on being tough and aggressive on the defensive end is neither in 2023. You don't have a guy on the roster that can buy a bucket. If you told me Kevin O'Banner had 20 points last night, I would have said, hey, Texas Tech got to win. They didn't. He did. You have too many no-shows. 
and it's different guys no-showing and some of the same guys no-showing throughout Big 12 play, and now you're back down Fardaz Amak, and now you're down Pop Isaacs. Pop Isaacs in a boot in the end of that game. Can't play basketball in a boot. Let's go to the text line. This texter says, I think this tech team is a young team that will flourish in years to come. Chalk this up to a down year and a really good Big 12, and I'm good with that. Well, I'm happy you're good with it. And if that's what you need to tell yourself to be good with 0-8 in the Big 12, then fine. But in today's college basketball, you don't prepare for three years from now. I talk about this in college football. I talk about this with Joey McGuire. You're building a program. And in football, you can keep guys around for three years to be productive players as redshirt sophomores and juniors. You can do that. That does not exist in college basketball. College basketball is a professional sport now. You have to rebuild year to year. And if you gave me five freshmen, let's call Tyson a freshman too, if you give me six freshmen and set the over-under of three and a half as guys who remain in this program for more than two years, Tyson being on his second year, I would take the under. It just generally doesn't happen. And I was that guy a couple of months ago saying, well, hey, young team, yada, yada, yada. Well, you're not young anymore. You have to grow up through Big 12 play. And this team has not. And Texas Tech can absolutely flourish next year. Yes, they can. They can bounce back. Teams bounce back all the time. Iowa State went 0 for in Big 12 play and then went to the Sweet 16, winning seven games in conference last year. Bounce back. Don't need to mention they did it with a new coach. Oh, I just did. Bounce backs happen in college basketball very quickly. It's year to year. Downturns happen in college basketball very quickly. You can't just talk about college athletics anymore and take sentiments from sport to sport. Every college sport is different. And college basketball is what every everyone thinks college football is right now. I don't think it's true in college football. It's 100% accurate in college basketball. College basketball is a pay-for-play free agent driven professional league and the days of having six freshmen on a roster that turn into six juniors doesn't exist anymore now if it does at Texas Tech great I would love for a class like Norin Sodiase and Justin Gray and Zach Smith and Keenan Evans to be seniors together and go to the Elite Eight Dreaming of days gone by, that would be awesome. And I think these five, six freshmen are very talented and could do that as juniors, as seniors. 
but you would be the exception to the rule if that came together. Now, if that's the plan, I would love that. And one way to get older next year, as Mark Adams said in a press conference last week or this week, I can't remember, he said it. One way to get older is to retain a bunch of freshmen and make them sophomores. Hey, everybody's a year older. Hey, look at that. We did it. We're all older. But you also have to see improvement. And a bunch of guys who don't play as freshmen or don't play big minutes, they're not improving. Now, you saw a lot of minutes last night from some freshmen. Moment looked a little too big for them because that was their first big action. Maybe in two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, however long's left. I guess five weeks left with ten games. You'll see more action from these freshmen, and they will rise to the occasion at, at some point. Mark Adams said they were going to be good in February, so, you know, as Mark Adams said, the team's still working on it. With their stride in February. All right, here's a power ranking text. Power rank these future Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray. I put Derek Carr at the bottom. Kyler Murray in the middle. He's never lost at AT&T Stadium. Make it happen, Jerry. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers would be my, my number one choice. But Green Bay Packers don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers inside the NFC. And Nathaniel Hackett went to the Jets. So you lost that chance, too. Uh, Aaron Rodgers obviously only wants to play for Nathaniel Hackett. That's what we keep hearing. Uh, Power ranking the days that the Big 12 football schedule might come out. Starting at number five, it doesn't. We get each game's a week notice before it happens. Number four next Tuesday, January 31st. 34th? 34th. Uh, Number three, January 26th, which is today. Number two, next Monday, January 30th. And then number one, we get the Big 12 schedule Wednesday, February 1st. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) I, I really have no idea. I don't know. And at this point, the the season tickets are already being sold, at least here locally. So I, I don't know uh, what it matters at this point, who's on the schedule or not. You're just buying tickets, yeah? Here's a question for the texters. Are you holding out on season tickets until you see a schedule for the football team? Would you buy season tickets without a schedule? Yes or no? You can text in 806-855-3712. We'll continue on anything else. We'll talk about college basketball. We'll talk about the rest of the Big 12. We'll power rank the Big 12 in the basketball world. We'll power rank the matchups in the SEC Big 12 Challenge this weekend from importance to not importance in the Big 12. We'll do all of that when we come back. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Welcome back. 
Rob Rowe Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. Back on the text line again, you can text in uh, 806-855-3712. This on football season tickets. I bought a pair of season tickets the first day they were available. I don't care who or when, but I'll make the five-hour drive there. Yeah, that's that's my thought, and that was Texas Tech's thought, obviously. Uh, hey, you know Oregon's coming. You know Texas Tech will be in the building for the Big 12 games. People will come. I wonder how fast the season ticket allotment will f- will uh, sell out for Texas Tech once the schedule's dropped. I do think there are some out there that to, don't have like reservations but just want to see. Um, and, and again, it's also, hey, can we make it to all of them? It's not only who they're playing but when. The weekends that Texas Tech is home do matter. Uh, and so maybe more than opponent, it's just the days. Is there a Thanksgiving weekend home game? Are you on the road this year for the final week? That kind of stuff. Are some of the new teams coming for the first time and you really want to see UCF in Lubbock or BYU in Lubbock? Do you want to maybe say, well, instead of season tickets, I'd rather go to Provo this year? Like, There's still some some options out there for that kind of stuff. Uh, power rank your days of the work week. Not just how you feel, but your radio show topics as well. Also, power rank the final four teams remaining. I will power rank the NFL teams. Uh, today is my favorite day on the Rob Bro Show, Power Rank Thursday. I would say Overreaction Monday is my second favorite day. Uh, Tuesday would probably be fifth. Wednesday, fourth. And then Friday, lock of the weekend, Friday. Friday fades, that would be third. So Tuesday, Monday, Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, one of the two, depending on when the game is. If it's a Tuesday game, I would put Tuesday 4th. If it's a Wednesday game, I would put Wednesday 4th. And then the off day would be 5th during basketball season. Uh, During football season, I think Friday would even be 2nd. I really like talking about the upcoming game and the weekend of college sports in, in the football world. But basketball season, it would be, uh, today would be my favorite, Monday would be my second favorite. I do like reacting to the college football world too, but Wednesday and Tuesday generally, you know, every day is my favorite up here. Talking to you guys on the text line, 806-855-3712. But certainly Thursdays always get uh, good engagement. I enjoy that. Uh, also off the text line, Rob on Texas Tech hoops. I was upset seeing two starters leave last year in the portal, seemingly confirming to me that Adams was not warmly embraced by players in Sweet 16 postseason. Talent level dropped, and that was evident in November and December versus the mid-majors. The smaller guards have hurt the scheme of defense of an O-middle, getting hands-on passes in the lanes. I... The, the team is just also not aggressive on defense. 
You can get in a passing lane if you're 6'1 or 6'6. Obviously, you have some range there to get better passing, but it's also instincts, which I think goes back to talent. Kevin McCullough is really instinctual. If Kevin McCullough was 6'1, he would still have those instincts. Uh, Citadel of a home court advantage has become a playground for Big 12 teams getting the W. What is the fix? Yeah, I'm not paid to come up with fixes. (laughs) And again, if I have a complaint, I generally try to come up with a solution. Uh, The solution right now is to go get more talent. Uh, To go find a Bryson Williams, to go find a Kevin McCuller, to go find a Terrence Shannon, go get a bunch of 6'6 guys that want to play defense. Now you brought in the Georgia kid who has a massive wingspan. Elijah Fisher has a massive wingspan. Uh, for his size, uh, but he's not getting the minutes because he's like 17 or whatever, kind of should be a high school senior. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fix is beyond just going and getting guys that fit the defensive system and just go back to being the defensive juggernaut and not caring about offense again. But I don't think you can win a national championship that way. So I, I think you need to, like, like, uh, Matt Mooney was not 6'6, but he was a really good defender, helping otherwise on ball. You don't have to be 6'6 to play good defense in this no middle defense. You have to have instincts and you have to play hard. Uh, in Texas Tech basketball was the transfer of two premium starters last year an indication of potential disaster. You know, I think hindsight being 2020, uh, we tried to eliminate the issues of McCullough leaving as, well, he just wants to play point guard, and he's being selfish, and it's all McCullough's fault. I think we tried to describe it that way. but And then with Terrence Shannon, we talked it down because, well, Terrence Shannon wants to play in an offense-first system. Terrence, Mich- Terrence Shannon is being selfish. Terrence Shannon wants to go. And I, I don't know that it was that way. And if you go even further, uh, Malik Wilson transfers out. He's sitting out this year to not be here. Clarence Nadolny left. He had eligibility left. He had instincts. He wasn't tall, but he was a great defender and, and provided a great boost off the bench. You don't have a Clarence Nadolny this year. You don't. And you need one. You don't have one. But yes, I, I and and again, as I said in the last hour, Kevin McCuller is on the board again as Naismith Defensive Player of the Year as a finalist. He is still playing really high-level defense at Kansas. Staying with the text line, 806-855-3712. I renewed my season tickets yesterday. I live in DFW, so can't make all the games. But I think with the new teams coming in, there will be interest if I need to sell them or give them away. Some foresight there by that texter. Uh, This texter is power ranking the days of the week. He goes with Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, and the last is Monday. Hey, I'll tell you this. Mondays are one-seventh of your life. If you hate a Monday, you hate one-seventh of your life. So don't, don't discount the Monday. All right. 
Let's take another break. When we come back, we'll power rank the NFL. We'll power rank the Big 12 basketball teams in the, in the men's world. Uh, I can hardly tell you who's 10th in the Big 12. We'll shuffle everyone else around. When we come back, we will also talk about uh, the SEC Challenge coming up this weekend and power rank those matchups for the Big 12. Of who needs to win, who would look good with a win, and for tournament seating, who it matters for still. It's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9, News 20 Sports. Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. We are flying through this program. About 20 minutes left. Uh, here's a text. Great comments. Thank you. On defensive skill sets not tied to size as much as the need for aggressiveness and hunger. Who on this Texas Tech basketball team in 2023 plays tenacious defense? Who has Tenacious D? I'll wait. Now, if I asked the same question last year, immediately you could name four or five guys who consistently put out effort on the defensive end. Even Terrence Shannon... on the perimeter, played great defense, especially in late-game situations. Great defense in late-game situations. And you've seen it this year at Illinois. All right, let's do some NFL power rankings. I really have no idea, and I, I guess this is just me picking the two games. I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL I think the Eagles ugh, are better than the 49ers. I think, man. I guess my question is, are the 49ers better than the Bengals? I think all of these four teams are really good. Obviously, it's the AFC and NFC Championship games. It's the four best teams in the NFL. Uh, it's a meritocracy. You earn your spot. I'll say this. In a very close order, Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals. And that's not what I have written down. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And, uh Yeah. Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals. I think the Chiefs should beat the Bengals, never have bad matchup, whatever else, but the Bengals just aren't a great team. Full year scope. And I know teams go up and down. But the Bengals just beat the Bills by 17, so you can't say they're a bad team. 
they won a bunch of games in a row. They might have the best wide receiver core left in the playoffs. The Chiefs, you could argue, has the worst wide receiver core left in the playoffs. Just they don't have a true one. A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Juju. <laughs> like, I mean, Juju's good, but Travis Kelsey's the number one target. Travis Kelsey, best tight end left in the playoffs. Pacheco, I don't know that I would take any running back over him. Christian McCaffrey, obviously the name recognition. P. Ryan and Mixon, a very good one-two punch for the Bengals. P. Ryan ran all over you earlier in the season. The Bengals have played the Chiefs three times. The Bengals have beaten the Chiefs by nine points. Three-piece, three-piece, three-piece. But I still would say the Chiefs are the better team. Chiefs, Eagles, 49ers, Bengals. I think if the Chiefs win this game, they'll be favored in the Super Bowl. Another text off the text line. Power ranking quarterback vacations when the season is over. Uh, Cliff in... Thailand with the Instagram chick. Dak at LSU with his new squeeze. He has a new one. I, I just learned he broke up yesterday. He already has a new girlfriend at LSU. Uh, Derek Carr at a casino in downtown Vegas. He did not have to go far. I, I, does Derek Carr go to casinos? Uh, you could also say Derek Carr at church. He was preaching after he left. And then Romo's Mexican beach vacation during the playoff by that. That was rough with Jason Witten. Yeah. Not very focused. That was an interesting time to be a Cowboys fan. All right, let's go back to this thought of Big 12 games mattering this weekend. And the conversation we're having is... You know, the Big 12 SEC Challenge, it's it's a weird time right in the middle of the Big 12 season, basically at the halfway point, and it feels like an off week in a lot of sense. Now, to me, this SEC Big 12 Challenge matters for teams trying to get ranked or seeded highly in the tournament. Not necessarily ranked, but seeded in the tournament. So I've got five games that truly matter in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Let me give you some that don't, in my opinion. Alabama, Oklahoma, either team loses, I don't think matters. If Alabama goes and beats Oklahoma in Norman, yeah, they should have. If Alabama loses to Oklahoma, it's a quad one loss, and who really cares? Texas Tech LSU does not matter at all this weekend. I don't think either team's going to the tournament. Could it start a run for one of them? Maybe, but at 12 and 8 and 10 and 10, who cares? Both on long losing streaks in the conference. TCU Mississippi State, similar to Alabama Oklahoma, I don't think it really matters. 
Mississippi State at 12 and 8. I don't think they're a tournament team. TCU, it would be a bad loss, but on the road, with some of the wins they have in the last two weeks, I don't think it really matters. And then Florida, Kansas State for the same reasons. If Kansas State goes and beats Florida, or if Florida comes in and loses to Kansas State, all right. But again, Florida, I don't know if they're really hunting for a tournament spot right now. They're probably on the bubble. And in Kansas State, with some of the games they have left, they can do plenty of damage to have a high seeding regardless. But here's some games I think that truly matter, and we'll start at five and work our way up to most important. First is Kansas-Kentucky. Kentucky is streaking. Kentucky, this would be a huge win on their tournament resume. And it's at home. Big time opportunity for Kentucky. Big time opportunity for Kansas. They have lost three straight. They are in danger of an 0-4 streak. Now, this one's outside of conference, but danger... And you might see Kansas as like a four seed. If they lose to Kentucky on some of these hoops HD and all these nitty-gritty rankings and all that, you're going to see a a steep drop for Kansas after four straight losses as opposed to maybe still being a one seed after after two Big 12 losses. Especially a loss to Kentucky. Especially a loss outside of the Big 12. We'll run through the rest. Texas, Tennessee... In Tennessee, that's number 10 versus number 4. Big resume boost for either team. Baylor, Arkansas. Arkansas is one of those teams who right now finds himself on the bubble. A huge win on the road in a true road game. That would be huge for Arkansas. And Baylor, Baylor, not on the bubble, but they're on the like the 3-4 bubble, and they could push themselves into the three conversation, into the two-seed conversation if they win outside the conference and then keep going in the conference. Up next, Mizzou, I do not care about. Probably a bubble team, you could argue. But for Iowa State, I think this is a great opportunity to truly prove they are who we think they are. I don't think Caleb Grill will play, but... If Iowa State can continue winning, and especially on the road, that's a big game for them. And then the most important game this weekend, West Virginia. What? West Virginia? Yeah, they're a bubble team, and they're a top 30 net ranking team, and they're a team with a solid Ken Palm, and they're absolutely a team that could get to seven wins in the Big 12, eight wins in the Big 12, and be a tough out in the tournament. West, by God, Virginia, since they won last night, now at 2-6 and in conference, they'll need a strong finish, but it starts this weekend against a top 15 Auburn team. And that ranking matters, and that's a quad one win at home. Huge for West Virginia. We'll take the break. When we come back, we'll power rank the Big 12 Get back to the text line and more. It's Rob Rocho. Talk 103.9 News Money Sports and Power Rankings.
Sterling on Sunday, Sunday nights at 9 on Talk 1340. Welcome back. It was a beautiful Rob Rose Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I'm going to run through the Big 12 basketball power rankings because it makes me sad. No, no context. Just here they are from top to bottom. And then we'll get back to the text line. Iowa State, TCU, Kansas State, Texas, Baylor, Kansas. Oklahoma State, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Is that everybody? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That would be Texas Tech at ten. Moment of silence. Back to the text line, 806-855-3712. Roberto. Well, Robert, Rob. I'll even go for Bobby, but Roberto, I don't know if I like. Uh, if you inherited $10 billion, I know you would buy the Cowboys for 7 Bill and trade Dak, but what would you do with the other three? Also, how much is Canes paying y'all? They bought all y'all's commercial airtime. If you listen on the app, I have no idea what plays. Uh, we were accused of being a Walmart plus shills a couple of weeks ago. Now it's Canes. I don't listen to the spots on the stream, but I will uh, pass that along to somebody who <laughs> who does, because apparently uh, they are repetitive. Uh, I would not buy the Dallas Cowboys if I had $10 billion. And I wouldn't trade Dak just because I had $10 billion. But what would I do with $3 billion? Uh, I would... I would quit my job, and I would go full Pat McAfee. I would hire a bunch of friends. I would pay them all and do an independent, uh, what I'm doing right now, but I would just build my own company, and and it would be awesome. And I would hire all my friends, and, and I would make them all rich. That's what I would do with $3 billion. Um... Bengals has defeated Chiefs last three meetings. They have confidence that they will win. Yeah. Chiefs are due. Power rank the helmets of the NFL Final Four. First, the 49ers. Second, the Chiefs. Third, the Eagles. And then finally, the Bengals. A pumpkin with varicose veins. <laughs> Uh, I would go Chiefs. I like the Bengals helmets. I would go 49ers third and Eagles last. Green stinks. Uh, (laughs) What are we doing? Uh, Power ranking the top five Muppets. Uh, Number five, Animal. Number four, Swedish Chef. Number three, Starlet and Waldorf. I have no idea who Starlet or Waldorf is. Uh, Number two, Kermit the Frog. Number one, Fozzie Bear. Uh, I would add Rolf the Dog, I guess, instead of Starlet and Waldorf. And I also like the Eagle. Is uh, Starlet and Waldorf, are those the old guys on the balcony? I I, I like those guys. Are they Muppets? 
I like Rolf. Rolf the dog, yeah. Uh, the everyone calls Patrick Mahomes Kermit, but Rolf singing "It's a Wonderful World" is just Patrick Mahomes singing "It's a Wonderful World." You'll have to go look it up. Uh, what are we power ranking today? Whatever you want, and then here's a power ranking. Yikes! Are <laughs> right, we power ranked something to a thousand? And he's only bothered to give three. Number a thousand, Luke Adams. Number 999, Mark Adams. Number one, Beard. I'm assuming that's Chris Beard. Maybe he just prefers facial hair. I don't know. If you've not seen it already, there is a contingent that wants Chris Beard back. I would say, in the plainest of terms, no. But I do think there is a path for Chris Beard redemption. I do not think it has to be through Texas Tech. I do think that Chris Beard needs to take public ownership of his shortcomings and faults and transgressions. He has not done that. Until he does that, I don't see any business to talk, even talk about him coming back to Texas Tech. Let's get let's squeeze one more text in. Uh, where's the GoFundMe to get Rob's $3 billion deal done? Uh, hey, let's put it up. Tips open in the Twitter account. You can tip me to uh, start my own business. The Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9. The Raiderland tomorrow at 11 a.m. It'll be a fast Friday show. I've been Rob Bro. I'll be Rob Bro. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.